1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
0: Joel Embiid has locked down the MVP in the NBA. Good for you. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, Gabe Neitzel in for Canty today. We are at 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 Follow us on Twitter at Gabe Neitzel at chris carlin want to hear from doc rivers from last night who pretty much made it official the mvp race is over i'm really like tonight we had we couldn't make shots we had guys making shots uh would open shots the man just scored half our points in the nba game um and i'm biased but the mvp race is over listen it's completely fair 52 points last night in a win where there wasn't much else going on for the Sixers as they beat the Celtics. I am happy for Joel Embiid that he's going to finally win the MVP because he's done nothing but complain about it uh, for the last couple of years up until last week. Well, when he was basically starting to say, Gabe. Well, if I win it, I win it. If I don't, I don't. We have much, much bigger things to be concerned about. Here he was last night. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they're probably right, but we got bigger goals.
2: Are
3: uh, right? Yeah, like I said, they probably right, but we got bigger goals in mind. Uh, you know, we, uh, we understand we got a chance, but it's not going to be easy.
0: Gabe, I I, I was in Philly when Embiid first started playing after his two years of uh, injury. Really thought that he's the ideal superstar for a town like that. I think he's a very likable guy in so many ways, but I got to tell you, the last two years, I've really just grown sick of him because now we're going to play all along like the MVP didn't matter to him, and now all that matters is winning a championship. How about we get out of a second round first?
2: Yeah, that's that's the shocking part about the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. And I guess it's with Joel Embiid because every other part of the process has been traded away or they figured out a way to get somebody else in there. And they keep trying to figure out different combinations that work around Embiid. And it yet all ends up being the same a loss in the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's as far as they've gotten. Yes, they got really close against the Toronto Raptors, and it was unlucky that that shot went down from Kawhi Leonard. But that was 2019, Carlin. Like, that was so long ago. Yeah, you're going to have bad breaks. You're going to have bad luck that happens to you throughout the course of of your career where, you know, a shot goes down or maybe a player's injured during a series. To not even get to a conference finals at this point is, it has to be disappointing for everybody from that Philadelphia 76ers organization. It just has to be. And they've got a long road to go. They've got the tough road as the three seed in the Eastern Conference just to make it to an Eastern Conference Finals this season. Look, they can win a championship. They, they have everything they need
0: to win a championship. But they have to do it, and it's no longer about one of those bad shots that goes down like Kawhi Leonard. It's no longer about Ben Simmons being afraid to dunk the basketball for fear that he might get fouled and have to go to the line and embarrass himself. It's no longer about bad coaching with Doc Rivers barely hanging on to his job last year after that loss. At some point when you win the MVP, it's about you and it's about what you can do. And when he says we have bigger things to do, that's great. This over the last couple of years, it might have bothered you personally. I didn't need to hear about it. And now you're trying to pretend like you don't care. That's crap. It's just it's crap. Most important to me now is we get past some of this Fugazi stuff, and we actually get to a point where Joel Embiid can win the Western or can win the Eastern Conference. I, I think they could beat the Celtics. The Celtics have a lot of different issues. Malcolm Brogdon hasn't solved him. As you pointed out earlier, Jalen Brown uh, doesn't sound like he's terribly excited to be a Celtic anymore. I, I think the Bucks are by far the best team in the NBA, and I'm having a lot of trouble trying to figure out exactly how the Sixers would be able to handle Giannis and company.
2: Yeah, that, that Bucks team is just such a deep roster because they can throw multiple bodies at the two best players the 76ers have. They have Drew Holiday. They have Jay Crowder. They have wing defenders to throw at James Harden and not just Giannis, who they let roam on the defensive side, but Brook Lopez has had a really good year and is a good defensive matchup for uh, Joel Embiid. and it, That's what makes the Bucks so dangerous is they can play so many different brands of basketball. They can beat you by getting out and running. They've got guys. That they feel comfortable with in the half court. It's a tough matchup for just about anybody. And it feels like the 76ers who just came into Milwaukee and lost pretty handedly. I think they, I mean, they were losing by double digits most of the game. They cut it to as many as or as low as eight, but then it got pushed back out to 14, 15 points Sunday in Milwaukee. Yeah, this was a great win for them and a great game last night for Joel Embiid. Congrats on getting 52 and locking up the MVP. But who else in this league right now that are serious championship contenders or have aspirations of competing for championships are going, yeah, everybody's probably right. I am the MVP. You don't hear that from LeBron. You don't hear it from Stephen Curry. You don't even hear it from Jokic or Giannis or any uh-huh. of these other guys. You, these are teams that are focused in trying to get back to an NBA Finals and get back to the top of the NBA mountain, which the, the 76ers, frankly, have not been anywhere close to. Joe Allen Bede works
0: hard. He does all the right things for the most part. But I think... That there are times where Joel Embiid falls in love with being Joel Embiid. And, and I think that's where we are right now. And now he knows he's about to get some of his love by winning the MVP. And then it's next. Then it's win a championship. Then how long will it take to do that? And, and how important does that become? Yeah. They're all fascinating comments. Questions? Oh, yeah.
2: Because that love, let's say he wins the MVP, and I feel like the NBA has been very inconsistent about when they announce the MVP. Like, sometimes it's halfway through the postseason, sometimes they wait till the finals. Whenever they announce it's the MVP, that love could be short-lived if the 76ers get ousted by the Celtics in the semifinals and they don't make it back to a conference finals. Because... When you are the MVP, that means you're the man. You're the best player in this league. And if you're the best player in the NBA, when there's only five players on the court, you should be able to take your team to minimum the conference finals.
0: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Gabe Neitzel is in for Canty today. I'm Chris Carlin. We welcome in ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin, who, of course, is locked in on everything going on. And we're going to get to the Lakers and the Clippers in just a sec. Dave just want to get your take here though I think we all agree at this point that Embiid is the MVP for I mean listen Doc locked it down for him last night but at what point is that enough when it comes to Embiid because over the last couple of years we've heard him complain about not getting it now he says it doesn't matter but when you have bigger things to do like he says You actually have to do them, and they haven't come close. Is that the bigger issue here for Embiid?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was covering the Sixers with the Lakers not making the postseason back in 2019. I was there in Toronto when Kawhi Leonard's last-second shot bounced everywhere around the rim and fell through, and they haven't gotten anywhere near that. You know, that was one shot away from being the Eastern Conference Finals, and Philly is... uh, a city that will love you for forever. If you can get it done and win it. Um, But until you can do that, it's not going to be enough. And the individual award is something that certainly uh, will mean something to Sixers fans on some level, you know, Sixers in 2001, when Iverson gets MVP and Eric McKee gets six man of the year, and Larry Brown gets coach of the year. Like that was all part of that ride, but losing four games to one of the Lakers in, in the, Finals, that's the thing that you remember far more than the individual hardware. And listen, I, I think Embiid's challenge since he's been with the Sixers is can he put everything together and get his body into a point where his domination could be on a more regular basis? And, and he's done that now. And you, know, you get a former MVP in James Harden as his running mate, and get some high level role players with Harden taking a haircut on his. Contract extension this past off season, and they've got a shot. The problem is that the three best teams are all in the East, and they're going to have to get through Milwaukee and the Celtics to be able to get to the finals. You know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I don't know if an MVP is going to, you know, change that equation or not. It's going to be whether the team around Embiid can get to the promised land.
2: Which is the tougher matchup for the 76ers in the East? Is it Boston or is it Milwaukee?
3: Well, we know the numbers. Uh, even with the win against the Celtics with the monster game from Embiid, uh, uh, there's something like 6-11 their last 17 against the Celtics. So I would say that's, that's the worst matchup of the two. Uh, but Milwaukee's no slouch, and there's something like 28-5 and five since Chris Middleton returned to the lineup and... Unlike the Celtics, who lost in the finals uh, when the Bucks got there a couple years ago, they were the champions. So I, I don't know if it, it's kind of uh, six of one, a half dozen of the other. They're, they're both formidable foes.
0: Dave McManaman, ESPN NBA reporter, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel in for Canty today. Let's get to the Lakers and the Clippers tonight. Gabe, the question on everybody's mind is, of course, How will the Lakers approach this with LeBron, but with specifically Anthony Davis in a back-to-back situation? What are you expecting tonight?
3: Yeah, I was in Salt Lake City covering that game last night and in the locker room talking to the guys and and seeing as the clock ticked past 11 p.m. with them still having a flight um, to deal with. The guys didn't back to their their beds in the Los Angeles area, I'm sure, until well past 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, And you throw in the fact that uh, they were hoping to have a light work type of night against the Jazz. They end up 42 minutes for Anthony Davis, the most minutes he's played since he returned from that foot injury uh, about You know, two months ago now, uh, LeBron plays the most minutes he's played since returning from his foot injury, uh, you know, a week and a half ago. Uh, You know, if if I was reading the room, uh, I I would say they would not be playing. And and the Lakers putting their status report out about an hour ago, uh, them both being questionable for tonight would only, you know, uh, kind of play into that hunch. Um, You know, but we'll see you know they could be sandbagged maybe maybe they decide lebron said he's going to see how he felt when he woke up take that first step out of bed and, and see how the foot was feeling uh you know ad ad's been on a program he hasn't you know I, I know he's been putting up such these big numbers and and so you would say that oh well can he just play but you know uh, they are trying to risk the worst case scenario, which would be re-injuring it right now, right? And then then all this work that they put in as a team over the last couple months would be all for naught if you don't have AD for the stretch run here. And, you know, as big as this Clippers game is, and it's a huge one, the bigger game is the play-in game or the bigger game is game one of the first round, et cetera, et cetera, and having Anthony Davis healthy. And so... You know, if I had to go off my hunch, you don't see those two in the lineup tonight. And, you know, you're going to have D'Angelo Russell back and you have Mo Bamba back and, and just try to get it done with that group.
2: Do you feel that's a mistake? Because, I mean, to me, the difference of being that sixth seed and not having to go through, you know, any sort of play-in scenario where somebody rolls an ankle or just doesn't shoot very well, now all of a sudden you're in a, you know, more or less a manufactured game seven to just get into the postseason, whereas now as the sixth seed, you get to go up against the defensively challenged Sacramento Kings.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I think it's a – Rocking a hard play situation, right? So what if, what if you go for it tonight, play those guys, and you lose? Okay. So now you've hurt your team momentum and you've exhausted your guys with a huge game against the Phoenix Suns on Friday. Or one if the worst-case scenario is the medical recommendation for Anthony Davis for two months now has been do not play back-to-backs because overuse will lead to re-injuring and what if you do that and he gets hurt now? And the play-in is in 6 days and Anthony Davis can't play. You know, and so that these things get away.
0: So if you're the Lakers at this point, granted, we know their most important thing is health. But if you're the Lakers at this point and you end up putting yourself in a situation where you are in the play-in, what is the most ideal matchup if you are to end up the 7 or the 8 assuming that they can make their way out of the play and would you rather be facing the Grizzlies or would you rather be facing the Nuggets
3: I'm I'm not so sure actually I I don't know I know both those teams they've had some success against this year Um, you know they've beaten both of those teams and uh, certainly they beat the Nuggets led by Nikola Jokic in the Western Conference Finals in 2020 and route to the championship um, there's not a fear factor uh, with that group. I know that for sure. Uh, you know, the, the Grizzlies came into Crypto.com Arena riding an 11-game winning streak. That was when Shannon Sharp was standing on the sidelines. You know, the Lakers took care of business that night and beat them and um, sent them packing. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I think both those teams would present a challenge on some sense. Certainly, the Kings would be the more preferable of, those three teams, if you want to add the Kings to the conversation, but again, the number one preference is to be going into the playoffs fully healthy.
2: Kind of switching things up, but keeping it in the West, a team that's on the outside looking in and potentially still trying to fight to get into that play-in. What on earth happened with the Dallas Mavericks after the Kyrie trade?
3: You know, honestly, it, it kind of dovetails with the conversation we just had. It's health. They haven't had a, a, a ton of time since that trade where they had Luca and Kyrie on the floor together I, I mean, and they haven't performed all that well in those games. I think they're six to nine, but you know you're talking about the Lakers have played about thirty games since the trade deadline, and all they're doing is, is you know stacking up wins with. Most of their their group healthy. LeBron missed a stretch, but most of their new pieces that they brought in have been healthy. The Mavericks haven't been. Uh, now, you know, Nico Harrison did a really good Q and A about a week ago with Callie Kaplan of Dallas Morning News, and he laid it out there, basically saying like, we have our you know, Lamborghini and our Ferrari, like, and now we need to get a bunch of mechanics be on the team around them to make sure they can perform as well as possible. So. You know, to to me, it's a patient-type situation. That same interview, Nico gave flying colors of a review for Jason Kidd. And so that, to me, is the core for that team moving forward. Uh, They're, you know, all indications they would be offering a lucrative extension to Kyrie Irving in the offseason. And then you got to find, you know, Guys like Jared Vanderbilt, that, you know, that he hmm. fitting in so well for the Lakers. Guys that can do their damage without the basketball uh, to fit around these two wizards uh, that when they have the ball in the hands, they're impeccable.
0: Dave, good stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yep, you got it, guys. Dave McManaman, ESPN NBA reporter. I, I'm going to be locked in tonight wanting to see if those two guys are playing. And I get it. You want to keep them healthy. I understand that's the most important thing. I I hate the idea of sitting them both tonight. I just, I, I absolutely hate it. Whereas if you could just get through tonight, if you get a win tonight and you get through this game, you are in excellent position to get the sixth seed, to get a favorable matchup, and most importantly, Gabe, to get a week off.
2: And if you're dealing with these injuries and, and you want to make sure LeBron is fully rested, to me... You pushed it a little bit more now to get that reward that begins on Monday. Canty and
0: Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Six M Channel 80 and on your smart speaker. On the way, my friends, a new segment on this show. You're familiar with Kenny or Canty. Well, this segment, a little bit different. Carlin or Carlout Next, ESPN Radio. Well, we've been, uh, frankly, we've been waiting for months to debut this. And uh, I have felt a little bit left out, Gabe Neitzel, because we do Kenny or Canty every week. And, okay. you know, listen, it's centered around Canty. OK. But I got to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get mine. Yeah, it's, no, hey, I get it. Yeah. Listen, and name's on the show just as much as his is. So these are the ABCs of me gonna get it so we're gonna get it it's canty and carlin on espn radio and on the espn app series xm channel 80 and instead of kenny or canty today we play
1: with all the stories in the world of sports and there's so much more to go it's time to find out if carlin is in or out are you in or are you out this is carlin or carl out on canty and carlin
2: you're damn right it is. So if you're good about that, you feel good about Carl in
0: or Carl out? I love it. Okay. I love it. Uh, I absolutely love it. And you, as the inaugural uh, co-host on Carlin Carlout, are more than welcome to play as Eric Hanneman will host our first ever edition of Carlin Carlout. Carl out. Eric, the floor is yours.
4: Well, I can only hope that I'm Carl in the next time we play this and not Carl out. Mm. But mm. let's start with the Denver Nuggets, the number 1 team in the Western Conference. The Nuggets will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Are you Carlin? Are you Carl out?
0: Wow. Uh I'm going to say that I am Carlin because wow. I don't trust the Nuggets at all. I really don't. Especially on the off chance that it ends up being the Lakers. Uh, there's no reason that they should lose in the first round of the playoffs, but Gabe, I I can't believe in them based on what I've seen the last couple of years. I am
2: Carl Lynn
0: on them losing in the first round of the playoffs.
2: See, I would be Carl out on this. I, I, I don't trust them to make a run to the NBA Finals and win a championship. And Jamal Murray's health is so crucial to everything they do, but... I can't imagine them losing in the opening series as the one seed. I can see them going down to like the Suns as the four. I can see them Western Conference semifinals. I can see them down bowing out then. Opening series, everything they would just pretty much have to decide to clean house, right? Like they would have to try to do something completely different in Denver because yeah, whatever you're doing works in the regular season, but clearly not working in the postseason. Just hope that you're going to get Oklahoma City. That's all I would say.
4: Next. The Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals will be the Philadelphia 76ers. Are you Carlin or Carlat? We'll start with Gabe
2: Yeah, Carl out on that. It's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think the Bucks are the most complete team, not just in the East, but in the NBA. And they have so much depth on their roster. They can play any brand of basketball you want. You want to slow it down and try to make a defensive battle? Well, since Chris Middleton's come back, they've been one of the best defensive teams in terms of advanced metrics in the NBA. They've got a number of large bodies underneath with Brooke Lopez and Giannis and Bobby Portis that they can throw at you. They have wing defenders. They have players that can make things happen like Chris Middleton Drew Holiday on the outside and Joe Ingles has proven to be a good offseason pickup to solidify their bench. I, I think the Bucks can throw too many things at you, and the Bucs are going to represent the East.
0: I'm Carl out on the Philadelphia 76ers. Out! And the reason is just that, the Milwaukee Bucks. Gabe just laid a lot of it out. They're 28-5, and 5, in fact. Not just those good defensive numbers. 28-5 and 5, since Middleton's back. And at the same time, they are the deepest team in the league. I firmly believe that. And they have overall the best player in the league right now in Giannis. Typically so helps. I can't go against that combination. I am Carl Lout on the Sixers.
4: All right, reports this week that there is some tension between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and that the Patriots even shopped Mac Jones out there. So with those reports, the Patriots will trade Mac
0: Jones. Chris Carlin, are you Carlin or Carl out? I'm Carl out. I don't expect him to trade Matt Jones, but I, I, I tell you what you're not you're not a bright guy if you're going to go outside the building and try to find answers from other people without Bill Belichick knowing about it. That's a good way for you to be Carl out. and Matt Jones, that's not the that's not the brightest move on his part. I don't expect them to trade him quite yet, though, because that, is Belichick admitting that mistake?
2: They have to be able to come together and and figure this out, don't they? Because I think be- Belichick has already admitted that he made a mistake last year with whatever he decided to do with his offensive coordinator staff. Right, didn't have a real offensive coordinator. Tried to do Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It just didn't work out. Did not work out. So he brings in Bill O'Brien. I- I look at it, and yes, you probably should have gone to Bill Belichick first, but can you blame Mac Jones for going outside the building and trying to get some help when that was thrown at you to be your offensive support system?
0: I can blame him when it's Belichick because if Belichick finds out,
2: eh, not so good. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, Carl out. He's not going to get traded. They're going to stay put and try to figure this thing out.
4: Next. The Indianapolis Colts, they've been tied to many different scenarios when it comes to their quarterback. They have the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. So with that being said, the Indianapolis Colts will draft a quarterback in this year's draft. Gabe, are you Carl in or Carl out?
2: I'm going to go Carl out because the the two guys that are going to be there, to me, from everything you hear from either McShay or if you like Mel Kiper Jr., it seems that Richardson and Levis are going to be projects and might benefit if they sit behind a quarterback. I don't know who that quarterback would be for the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're better off. Drafting the cliche best player available and then making a serious run at Lamar Jackson. I think that's their best bet. I think that's the best way to go. And if they're smart, that's what they do. So I am Carl out on them actually taking a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I am Carl Lin on them taking a quarterback because I don't think they're going to be able to get the Lamar Jackson thing done. And Canty has uh, talked about this pretty openly. He has heard that they have fallen in love with anthony richardson if that's the case the one thing i would worry about is that anthony richardson's not going to be ready to play right away so that's going to take a little bit of time but i expect them to draft a quarterback i am carlin on them drafting a quarterback next
4: all right tiger woods tees off tomorrow at ten eighteen, and he has hinted that you know he doesn't know how many masters he has left so Tiger Woods will play into the weekend this year at the Masters. Chris Carlin, are you
0: Carlin or Carl out? I'm Carl out. I, I wanna believe. I wanna see him get going. He's barely played. He's barely played. How can I expect him to do this? What he did last year was unbelievable. I, I'm gonna say I'm out. I'm out. Carl
2: out. I'm sorry, Tiger. I mean, making making the cut to me is, he does that in his sleep. He doesn't miss cuts at Augusta National. I'm Carl in on him making the cut. This isn't him being top 10 player. He's, he's in better health this year. He's played more heading into this year than he did last. And he just knows that golf course like the back of his hand. He can make pars, and even par is always going to get you onto the weekend at Augusta National. He'll find a way to make the cut. I am Carl in on Tiger Woods playing the weekend. He'll be watching the XFL on sunday
0: next
4: <laughs> i have one more if you want it go all right so for the national championship game we know for the women's side was 9.9 million viewers we know gino Ariama wants to uh, Paige beckers versus caitlin clark next year so are you carlin or carl out on the ncaa women's national championship game beating this year's ratings
0: oh i'm carlin on that I absolutely think that could happen because the hype train will start for Paige Beckers. Uh, You know, we got to see her be healthy. This is, you know, a couple of big injuries in a row and what she's going to look like after that. But if she resembles the player that she was before,
2: yeah, they will go past 10 million. Absolutely. Carlin on that. Carl in on that as well I mean Caitlin Clark is a joy to watch she is so much fun to watch so many great stars in the women's NCAA basketball arena right now and if you add Paige Beckers to that it's just going to add to the hype the entire season and people will be lining up to watch the women's national championship game next year
0: I would call that a rousing success but just me
2: I don't know thoughts comments anyone uh no you're 100% right 100% Eric Kahneman right.
0: I'm Carlin on the segment. You're Carlin on the segment. Stosh, Carlin, Carlout. Oh, Carlin for sure. Yes. Excellent. Can't wait for Canty to get back and have to deal with that. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. By the way, uh, Mr. Canty, among others, along with Max Kellerman and... Of course, Jay Williams tomorrow will be speaking with Angel Reese from LSU. She will be on the show tomorrow morning. Make sure you catch that uh, 8 a.m. tomorrow. Of course, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, KJM between 6 and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Fired up to hear that. Again, Angel Reese of LSU will be on the show tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel is in for Canty. Up next, we celebrate... The division champions. Nobody thought it could happen. The world was against them. But they did it. That's next.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
0: I just saw a video of a guy making peanut butter and jelly French toast, and I'm I'm lost for the show. Now I'm wrong. <laughs> it's all yours, Gabe Neitzel. Why? So are you going to go try to make it yourself? i going you to try to do. I'd love to. Oh my lord! Peanut butter. So like, it's a sandwich. It, they make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then they dip it in the milk and the egg, and they fry that sucker up, and then they stick it in the oven for a few minutes. Ooh. And it looks absolutely amazing.
2: Well, I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend is I fire up ESPN Plus to watch the early-round coverage of the Masters on sun- on Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. I'm looking
0: forward to seeing a lot of that on ESPN Plus here the next couple of days. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Hey. Congratulations to the Sacramento Kings. We did it. Yes, we can. The (laughs) Sacramento Kings are champions of the Pacific Division.
2: Woo! (laughs) They still do divisions in the NBA? Sure. Oh, cool. I
0: I imagine so. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Uh, They have won the Pacific Division. It is the first time... In 20 years Wow That the Sacramento Kings Have won the Pacific Division Now we we outlined the other day That the Kings making the playoffs Now makes the longest playoff drought In professional sports uh, Belong to the New York Jets At 12 years right now But This is even more impressive Think about what happened The last time the Sacramento Kings won the division. Ruben Stuttered won American Idol. Oh, congrats to Ruben. Have you ever Huge. seen Ruben Stuttered in person? I have not, no. I, I have in Birmingham, Alabama. It is a sight to behold. The man is talent. If, like, if you looked in Dictionary under talent, Ruben Stuttered would be there.
2: Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, elected governor of California. <laughs> that was two thousand three. That feels yep. so much longer ago than that. But exactly. I guess that makes sense. Go, go. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Deligani and Tomlinson, it's all wonderful. Go <laughs> oh, Chargers. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I'm gonna need to keep that one. We gotta keep that one around. <laughs> Lose yourself by Eminem. Of course, one of the huge songs of two thousand three. 50, 50 Cent, In the Club, Crazy in Love, Beyonce, Rock Your Body, Justin Timberlake, actually wrote, he actually wrote that about me, and uh, let's see, picture from Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. Cheryl Sheryl Crow? Yep. Whew. Movies. The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, still have not seen a Matrix
2: movie. Nah, you're not missing much. Wow. Not a fan. Yeah, I mean, the first one was good, and then the the sequels were messy and kind of ruined everything. Where are you on the uh, Lord of the Rings whole bit? Uh, I I, I remember watching the Lord of the Rings movies when they came out, and they they were a marvel at the time. It's been a while since I've had a rewatch of them because you have to commit so much of your day because the movies are so long. But Mm -hmm. back in the day, it was worth going to see in the theater. Okay. Uh, Did you read any of the books? No, no, I'm not a big, Tol- I, I mean, Tolkien's a little dry for
0: me. Yeah, I'm not a big Middle-earth guy, really. Uh, no, really? The you Carab- look like someone who might know how to speak Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> is that a language? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, no, that's the language that Tolkien invented for uh, Lord of the Rings, yes. Ah, okay, well, you, you certainly know a lot more about this than I do. Uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. <laughs> Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Never saw it. Nah, it's not as good as the originals. I was out after T2. I was yeah, out T2. after T2. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so this would be up your alley. X-Men 2.
2: X-Men United. Much better than X3. The first two, again. Again, the first two solid in that series. The third one kind of lost me. How about this? this? This makes it
0: feel ridiculous. Last one. Apple launched
2: iTunes 20 years ago Come a little come a long way in 20 years in terms of the uh, the music industry,
0: huh? Yeah, no, I mean like that's Napster time, that's what we're talking about at that time, right? Mm Mm-hmm when it became you know, you're you're trying to if you're so inclined to get involved with Napster and maybe get some Music illegally and not that I would ever do anything like that. No, never did that. No, no, that was Napster time at 2003. So, so long ago. What an amazing accomplishment, Sacramento Kings. Yes, we can.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.